0: Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening whenever you happen to be listening to this podcast. This is the Jayhawker Talker podcast, a podcast affiliated with the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. My name is Mark Van Sickle. Before we get started with today's episode, don't forget to download, subscribe, give this podcast a five-star rating, and tell five friends who like the Kansas Jayhawks about this podcast. All right, let's get into it. I didn't want to start the podcast this way, but we have to because breaking just earlier tonight before recording this podcast, Kansas falls 65-60 to to UCF, a brand new member of the Big 12. What a horrific loss for Bill Self and the Kansas Jayhawks after uh, starting the game off a little bit slow. UCF got out on a 7-0 run. KU matched it right back with a 7-0 run of their own. And then KU ended up dominating the rest of the first half. They got up to a 16-point lead late in the first half before UCF started clawing back a little bit before halftime. And then the second half was just absolutely dreadful for the Kansas Jayhawks, turning the ball over. They couldn't do anything offensively. And Hunter Dickinson gets into foul trouble, dealing with a little bit of an injury of his own. Uh, then Dewan Harris gets dinged up a little bit. KJ Adams gets a little bit dinged up and we saw how thin of a line there is when it comes to the Kansas bench this year. They have a lot of inexperienced players. They have some freshmen that are still trying to figure things out. Even their starter, uh, their freshman starter, their fifth man, El Marco Jackson just does not have it this year. So, KU needs to find somebody in that five spot. I thought maybe it could be Johnny Furphy. I still like Johnny Furphy. He did some, actually, some fantastic things in the first half of the game against UCF. But ends up uh, not doing much in the second half. Nick Timberlake, supposed to be a nice addition in the transfer pool this past offseason. A fifth-year senior from Towson. A guy that can shoot the three-pointer, allegedly. Still has not done that. Super... Uh, This far yet in the season. And then one of the guys that I was really excited about this year coming in. uh, Not Elmarco Jackson, who I thought could be the guy. I, I did have some high hopes for him. But then you've got guys like... Parker Brown, who is coming off the bench, maybe giving you some minutes for Hunter Dickinson, but you're not expecting Parker Brown to go out there and get you 10 points and six rebounds in a game. You're not expecting a guy like Nick Timberlake to hit three threes and give you 10 points and, I don't know, three assists. It's just not happening for the Kansas Jayhawks and their bench right now. There's just not enough help Coming from the bench. So then you have to really hope that Kevin McCullough Jr. is on fire. You got to hope Hunter Dickinson's on fire. You got to hope that your starting point guard, Dewan Harris, isn't turning the ball over and getting to the hoop, making some threes. And then you got to hope KJ Adams has been what he's done the last few games and goes off and scores, you know, anywhere from 12 to 18 points, gets you uh 6 to 10 rebounds in a game that's what you need from this team to be good this year because if they're not you'll see what happens they'll lose 65-60 on the road at UCF a team that they should not be losing to now UCF is 10 and 4 on the season KU 13 and 2 so the the, the sky is not falling for Kansas of course but it is an alarming loss to lose on the road at UCF That's UCF's first win in the Big 12. Obviously, they're new to the Big 12, but it's their first win in the Big 12. Their second win ever in program history over a top-five team. And it's just such a, a disheartening loss for Kansas because you look at who was ahead of Kansas. Purdue lost by double digits to Nebraska last night. You had Houston lose at Iowa State. So, the number one ranking in college basketball was going to be up for the taking next week. And what does KU do? They go on the road and they fall flat on their face at UCF, losing 65 to 60. Now, KU had uh, Houston jumped KU, so KU was ranked number three this past week. KU had a little bit of a rough game last weekend against TCU. They, lo- they won 83 81 at home against TCU, but there was a little bit of controversy in that game. Uh, Hunter Dickinson gets smacked in the face. They call it a flagrant one. KU gets two free throws and the ball back took all the momentum away from TCU in the final minutes of that game. KU ends up winning at 83-81. I do think that was the right call, by the way. It should have been a flagrant one. A lot of people are going to argue about that, but KU was close to losing. At home, their home opener in Big 12 conference play against TCU. They were really close to losing that game to TCU. They end up getting the win, a close 83-81 win, moving to 13-1 on the season. They were the number 2 ranked team in the nation. Houston, who was undefeated going into this week, moved up to number 2. But then Purdue loses to Nebraska. Houston loses at Iowa State. And now KU loses at UCF. This is just showing how much parity there is, not just in the Big 12, but in college basketball overall. It's going to be a crazy season in the Big 12. It's going to be a crazy season in college basketball. And week to week, you're not going to know what to expect. It's going to be tough for all you betters out there trying to put together parlays, that's for sure. Don't know what's going to happen from day to day, week to week. It doesn't matter. It's going to be tough to figure these things out. But Kansas going on the road and losing 65-60 against UCF. You When you don't have the bench play, like we were talking about a second ago, when you don't have the bench play, you need guys like Jamari McDowell to be able to come in. And I don't know why Bill Self does not trust Jamari McDowell to play more minutes. Jamari McDowell could do better than Elmarco Jackson. Johnny Furphy's had a few good games. Nick Timberlake's had a few good games, but Jamari McDowell needs to be a guy that gets some more playing time going forward. You gotta find somebody. You gotta have somebody off the bench. You've got Parker Brown, Johnny Furphy, and Nick Timberlake, the only guys off the bench getting meaningful minutes. And I know I know Bill Self likes to have the eight man rotation, but when you when you don't have a really good fifth starter. And Marco Jackson has not proven to be a good fifth starter right now in the game against UCF, zero points, zero rebounds, three assists, three personal fouls. That's not going to cut it in Big 12 play. I know he needs to progress. He needs to learn. He needs to get better. But if KU wants to win the Big 12 this year, if KU wants to have a chance at a national championship this year, they're going to need to have a number 5 starter that can score points that can help out beyond three assists and three fouls. If you want to give that to Johnny Furphy, if you want to give Nick Timberlake a start, give Jamar McDowell some more playing time, anything to avoid another 65-60 loss to a team like UCF. No disrespect to UCF. UCF came out there and did what they needed to do to get the win, caused some turnovers, Uh, had some offensive rebounds. KU struggled on the boards for some reason against UCF. Uh, Hunter Dickinson only had four rebounds in this game. I said earlier he was dinged up. I don't know if that's why he wasn't going hard after the rebounds or what, but that's a low total for Hunter Dickinson this season, only four rebounds. Only 12 points for Dickinson. That's another low this season. Kevin McCullough Jr. was trying his best, had 16.6 rebounds, five assists. Dewan Harris Jr. only 5 points and 8 assists in this one. KJ Adams had another pretty good performance. 10 points, 7 rebounds, 2 assists for him. But this team needs to figure some things out with their bench. They need to get some things worked out because they are 13-2. They're still a top 5 team. Even with this loss, they could still be a top 5 team next week because of all the losses throughout college basketball in the top 10. But there's another uh, tough... Tough game coming up this Saturday. You've got Oklahoma ranked number nine in the nation coming to Lawrence to Allen Fieldhouse to take on number three, Kansas, Oklahoma, 13 and one KU now 13 and two. Oklahoma is playing as I'm recording this podcast uh, about 10 minutes left in the first quarter. As I'm recording this Oklahoma ahead, beating TCU 19 to 18 with 10 minutes left in the first half. So, If TCU wins that game, I mean, if Oklahoma, excuse me, wins that game on the road at TCU, TCU, a team that took KU to the limits in Allen Fieldhouse last week, this is going to be another close game, as most Big 12 games are. It's going to be another close game at Allen Fieldhouse this weekend. It's a 1 o'clock tip-off on Saturday. It's another ESPN Plus game. I don't know why KU's getting these ESPN Plus games. Uh, they had the CBS one last week against TCU. Now back to back ESPN plus games against UCF and Oklahoma. I thought a top 10 matchup against Oklahoma should have been one of the big ESPN games of the day, but I guess not. Uh, Oklahoma, number nine in the nation, KU, number three in the nation, 1 p.m. tip off on ESPN plus uh, this Saturday, January 13th. Uh, that game should get over before the K or before the Chiefs game starts. Of course, uh, Chiefs are in the playoffs, so all you KU fans who are also Chiefs fans won't have to worry about any crossover there. But Kansas and Oklahoma—that is going to be a tough matchup for KU next week. Uh, they're going to need to go after the boards. They're not going to—they need to not give up the offensive rebound like they did. That's why UCF was able to crawl back into this game getting those offensive rebounds, putting back shots, getting some three-pointers off second chances, and Oklahoma can thrive doing that. They really can. They, so far, have looked good in Big 12 play, and that was just one game, but they beat uh, Iowa State handily at home. Uh, Their only loss on the season was against North Carolina, who's a top-10 team, ranked number 7 in the nation right now. Uh, So Oklahoma's only loss against a top 10 team, Oklahoma a very solid team, another one of those teams that is uh, set to be uh, obviously projected to be in March Madness coming up here uh, at the end of the season. But you look at the Big 12, big picture here, you have, I looked at it earlier today, you have 11 teams that could potentially get into the tournament this year and that's, that's just looking at it from uh, taking a step back, looking at the big picture, and that was not including UCF. I did not include UCF in my projections toward March Madness this year, but a big win at home against a team like KU, that will get you on the map. That is a key win. That's a big win towards uh, getting one of those – If if they're going to be one of the first four in, last four out, whatever it may be, or last four in, first four out, that is a win for UCF. If they're on the bubble, that is a win that could pro- uh, propel them into the tournament at the end of the season. So you have Baylor, 2-0, and Texas Tech, 2-0, K-State, 2-0, all in Big 12 play. You've got Oklahoma, Iowa State, Texas, Houston, KU, and then you've got A team like BYU, who's a top-20 team in the nation, but they started out 0-2 in Big 12 play. Welcome to the Big 12, by the way, uh, BYU and Houston. It just shows you how tough the Big 12 is. Houston obviously losing on the road at Iowa State. You've got BYU 0-2 to start Big 12 play, but I still think they're a team that can make it to the tournament. Started the season 12-1. Oklahoma State and West Virginia are the only two teams in the Big 12 who I just don't see making it into the tournament. Every other team in the Big 12 has a shot to make it into the tournament and reach March Madness, which is absolutely crazy. It's going to be an insane season in the Big 12. And just as we saw tonight in Ku 65-60 loss to UCF, they'll have another t- tough one this Saturday, 1 o'clock tip-off on ESPN+, Plus against number 9 Oklahoma. It is going to be a crazy stretch. And last week I talked about it. I said that they're going to have to win all these games in the first part of January so that they can have, when the quote-unquote tougher part of the Big 12 schedule comes up in February and March, they need to set themselves up with wins early on so it won't haunt them later if they're getting losses to teams like Houston and Texas and... Other teams later in the season when they have double, uh, two games against those teams, Baylor again, another team that they'll have to play a couple times later in the season. So these games in January are key. Oklahoma was supposed to be the toughest game they had in January, but losing at home, uh, or almost losing at home to TCU, losing on the road against UCF, now getting Oklahoma this weekend, it's only going to make things tougher for KU who then goes on a little road trip to, like I said, Oklahoma State and West Virginia, the two teams that I don't think can make it to the tournament. They got to win those games on the road before coming back home to play Cincinnati. And then on the road at Iowa State, that's a game that they'll probably be underdogs at. And then a home game again against Oklahoma State. They get Oklahoma State twice in January. Got to win those games against the teams that are at the lower end of the Big 12 if they want to have success in February and March as they work towards their goals of winning the Big 12, making it back to a Final Four, a potential national championship run. That is all on the table still, but that loss to UCF, the 65-60 loss, throws a little bit of a setback into the Jayhawks right now as they need to figure out what's happening with their bench, get things worked out with the number 5 starter, and hopefully keep their other starting four between Harris, Dickinson, uh, K.J. Adams, and Kevin McCullough Jr., they have to keep those guys healthy and ready to roll for the rest of the season. All right, KU Hoops fans, I appreciate you letting me rant a little bit there, and I know you guys are probably feeling it after that loss as well. Hopefully you guys are going to be amped up, ready to go out there at Allen Fieldhouse on Saturday at 1 o'clock against Oklahoma. It's going to be a huge game for KU. They need to get that win after that tough loss at UCF. But let's talk about some football now, just some quick football news. Talked a little football last week, of course. Uh, KU was ranked the the best bowl win of the bowl season. They they were voted on that. And so you saw a lot of hype again around KU with their uh, starting cornerback, Kobe Bryant, announcing he's coming back to the Jayhawks program. Devin Neal, of course, right before the bowl game, told coaches he's coming back. Uh, Devin Neal, with all the offensive weapons coming back, essentially, if Jalen Daniels can stay healthy, then it is going to be another fantastic season in 2024 for KU. But you're looking ahead right now, or before we look ahead, KU actually finished the season. The college football playoff happened this past week. Michigan beats Washington to claim the national championship, winning uh, winning a Really, it ended up being a pretty big, big route there in the championship game, but Michigan goes 15-0, and wins the national championship for the Big Ten, but KU finishes the season ranked number 23 in the nation. Pretty cool to see them finish in the top 25, and they have a lot of guys coming back, plus their best recruiting class in the program's history, and there's just a lot of hype around this uh, Jayhawks football program, and then... You can go over to KUGatewayDistrict.com. Again, that's KUGatewayDistrict.com. And you can see all the renovations happening over there. At uh, the booth, they absolutely destroyed one half of the stadium. And it is, I mean, like I said last week, it's a little emotional. It gets you, hits you right in the feels when you look at the booth and see how uh, they're tearing it down right now so that they can build it back up into a really nice new stadium. But, man, with what they've put into that right now, it is going to be a lot of fun to see how they build that stadium back up. The area around the stadium is going to be built up as well. So go check that out, KUGatewayDistrict.com, and see all the updates there for KU and their stadium. But also some news this week. You had a... uh, linebacker out of Des Moines, Malachi Curvy, he announced he's committing to Kansas. That's another huge get for KU. They have several guys that they got out of Arizona this past year committed. And this is the biggest uh signing class KU's had in their program history. Lance Leipold continues to uh not only win on the field but off the field getting these guys to come to KU. And we talked about it a couple weeks ago on the pod Member of a former member of Iowa State's football team, a tight end is coming to Kansas as well. Uh, he's from Topeka, kind of a local guy, coming back home. Uh, so KU really they're losing a tight end, but they're gaining a tight end back there, and they just continue to work towards what they want to build on. And that is next year, of course. This year, they finished with nine wins. You go back in time, you look, you see, Landslide pulled two wins in his first season six wins in a second season, nine wins this season, and now in 2024, if you keep that going, they're going to win 11 or 12 games next season if you keep projecting on what they're building on in this program, which is absolutely insane. But KU has a chance next year with everybody that they have returning with their highest quality uh, recruiting class of all time, they have a chance to go out there, win the Big 12, and go to the very first ever expanded college football playoff where there's going to be 12 teams, including all of the conference champions will be invited to play in the college football playoff. And then there will also be eight teams, I believe, that are at-large bid teams. So if KU slips up, uh, loses one game in conference, maybe goes to the Big 12 championship game and loses there, there's still a chance they could get into the college football playoff. So it's going to be fun to watch. It's going to be interesting with everything happening in college football, and it's just a good time to be a Jayhawks fan, whether it be basketball, football, it doesn't matter. We're covering it right here at the Jayhawker Talker podcast. We always do, and we're always going to be keeping you posted on what's going on with recruiting in football, with KU basketball. In the heat of it right now in the Big 12, we're covering it all here at the Jay Hawker Talker Podcast. All right, that does it for me. My name is Mark Van Sickle. You've been listening to Jay Hawker Talker Podcast in affiliation with the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. You can always go to HeartlandCollegeSports.com check out all of our latest articles over there about KU. And until next time, rock chalk, Jay Hawk.